so I met some great people in cycling because uh, you know obviously I knew nothing do you know what I mean like I like to think now from doing it like five years now I actually well I know some <laughs> some stuff to what I did when I first uh, first arrived on the, on the team but um, now I've met some great people uh, which I'm very very happy to, to say I have really you're listening to the Just Ask podcast with James Ledger. Just ask. Gofynnwch. Just ask. Hello, Chryso. Welcome back to another episode of the hashtag Just Ask podcast, brought to you by the National Youth Board of Disability Sport Wales and me, James Ledger. I have another fantastic episode on the cards today, and today's theme and today. It's International Friendship Day. So we are going to be speaking to a long, long time friend of mine. Uh, he's been extremely successful in para sports and I'm really, really excited to uh, to speak to him today. He is already a Paralympian. He's a multiple world championship medalist, uh, medalist at the Commonwealth Games. And I think it's correct that he was actually the first member of Team Wales to win a medal in the Gold Coast in paracycling. And I know he's got his, his eyes set firmly on uh, Tokyo and Japan this year. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce to you James Ball. How are you doing, James? You okay? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I'm, how can I not be after that introduction? <laughs> I know. I, I thought I'd better big you up, you know? How, all good? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very good. Yeah, yeah. Hope you are too. Good. No, I'm, I'm really happy to have you on the show. So, and I know you're a very busy guy. So, yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Awesome. So, I guess, James, well, I've known you, to be honest, far too long. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my first question to, to most guests, you know, you're, you're, you've gone through quite a journey through power sport and, you know, you've been very successful and I've, I'm sure you face many challenges on the way as well and overcome them. But, yeah. How did you start in para sports all them years ago? Uh, so, probably going back twenty years. To be fair, um, I remember uh, I must have been like ten or ten or eleven at the time. And I remember going to um, I think it was called the Newport Dragons uh, in Cumbran. Like it was like a little Sunday club basically, uh, and I used to go there every week and just try different sports really and see what I got into, what I like and didn't like. Um, quite fancy like the swimming and obviously athletics and stuff and that's kind of where it came from really um and that's pretty much how I got to know like Anthony Hughes then and Jane Coyer they were like my first like proper coaches uh who then took me um from the swimming then into athletics but yeah that's how that's how my journey kind of started was uh was just a club on a Sunday really and then just building it up to like proper training then um while while uh, all doing school school work as well Awesome. So did you say your kind of first sport was kind of swimming, would you say? Yeah, yeah. So swimming was like the main thing. I, well, I enjoyed, I enjoyed both. I enjoyed athletics and I enjoyed swimming. I knew mm-hmm. I, I knew as well, I, was, I always wanted to do one of those two. Um, and yeah, I mean, I used to swim uh, for Wales and then I, I met like uh, some people who are actually at DSW at the moment, uh, like Nathan Stevens and Ali Davis and stuff. They, they, they were like uh, who I've become like friends with uh, during during the early days as well, really. Absolutely, and I, I remember I remember first meeting you myself on one of them uh, famous Disability Sport Wales training camp uh, yes, events indeed. all them years ago. <laughs> I I can't remember where the camp was, but I remember for, like for me it was like 
I hardly met anyone else with a visual impairment. So, so for yeah, me, yeah. It, was, it was very, uh, excuse the pun, eye-opening to... Uh, to... Oh, terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> to, 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 chat, to chat to somebody about, you know, uh, yeah. somebody who kind of, like, feels the same challenges I face. So, I so, was yeah, actually no, somebody who, uh, who looks at their phone as close as me. So that was... <laughs> they were just checking our eyebrows. That's what it is. Yeah. Horses. So I, I know, you know, you, you started in swimming and, and then you kind of joined the track team, I guess. And I know you yeah. were very successful over in, in track and field. And how was that for you? Uh, it was good. Yeah, no, I track, um, really enjoyed track and field, to be fair. Uh, it, was, it was only during, um, during kind of the end of primary school, then going into secondary school, I kind of like made my decision then that uh, track and field, I, I enjoyed, well, obviously track. Um, 100, 200 meter sprinting was like kind of the thing I was I was okay at, and I wanted to like try and pursue that. Um, I guess like you know professionally, uh, mm-hmm. while while doing school school and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I dropped swimming then, and then just focused on that like hundred percent then, and then brought me to Cardiff really training training with you guys really. And then yeah, I know I said track brought you a lot of success, and I know you had your your eyes set on on the, the 2012 uh, London Paralympic Games. And I know you were, you know, it's, it's not it's not that glamorous lifestyle of being an athlete sometimes, is it? And I know you were <laughs> trekking up and down to uh, to Loughborough, yeah. uh, Loughborough University quite often, wasn't you? Yeah, so fast forward oh, about three or four years after that then, yeah. Um, go, I had the opportunity to work with a great coach, uh, Keith Antoine. Uh, and he, he, yeah, he, honestly, the stuff I learned from that man is, is, is so much knowledge that man has. Um, but yeah, that, that came across basically to travel up from Loughborough. So I used to do like gym, uh, in sport in display, uh, sorry, in sports Wales, uh, during the week and then travel up then to Loughborough um, on the weekends, uh, just to train really. And I mean, like looking back now, you know, it was, it was tiring and, and whatever, and it was still trying to juggle like school and stuff and not knowing like what what's going to come of it and whatever but yeah looking back now with I would not be where I was now if it wasn't for for Keith really and um the sort of like training aspect of it like it really like helped me push on to what I've achieved now um exactly the, yeah and even even though you're in a different sport now but I think what from what you've told me over the years that I think Keith really yeah. built that that uh work kind of work ethic into you so that that hard work kind of like mentality to really kind of dig deep for them really hard training sessions to you know get the rewards of competition in I guess isn't it yeah definitely yeah yeah um and obviously yeah so train up in Loughborough then of uh, aiming for the games and like I say the games was on the cards but I I you know I don't in tra- training was going well but I was never like I, I don't know I, in my mind I was just training you know I mean I wasn't I had a specific goal to go to the games uh to London um but yeah, in fateful April, April the second, uh, twenty twelve. Oh yeah, pop goes the hamstring, and uh, yeah, that was kind of like the first like blow, I suppose, then to to, to my career, if you can call it that. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, that's 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 tough, and I know you've dealt with many a hamstrings in your time, and like, oh, yes. how how do you overcome? I guess that that. I guess that injury how do you overcome that kind of like upset that you know training's going really well and you know as, as sad as it is like injuries are a part of elite sport aren't they so how did you deal Definitely. with that 
so the first time it happened, like obviously I knew, I knew like that was that was it. Then London was kind of like not an option anymore. And you know, it did take a while because obviously it was April, so you know the game was going to be until July, August. Then, um, especially selection wise, like end of July. So I just remember just coming up with a plan. But again, like Keith and everyone back home in Wales, uh, T3 in Sports Wales as well, um, just coming up with a plan for like rapid recovery and, and hopefully then, but unfortunately like, yeah, that, that never happened. And it didn't happen for the next like four years after that either, because uh, it, it just kept pulled again and again and again. And I remember being like fit and healthy at the gym. Uh, but every time I got on the track, it just, I just would not, it, well, excuse a pun, but it would not play ball. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. And yeah, I I don't know really. Like, I had moments where, because even like even like for my 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 mum and dad, they were just like, you know, so you what are you gonna do? Are you gonna keep training, or are you gonna like you know, find the job? But like not in a bad way, but just like a you know like time is Real life you know, stuff. Tick- yeah, yeah, and that that was hard as well because like obviously my parents want to see you do well, but. You know, it's got to come to a point where you you need to choose like whether you keep doing it and whatever. And, and you know, I'm I'm glad I did. Obviously now, but yeah, I, it was some it was it was some tough times. But like, yeah. um, just yeah, I I always had an end goal, and and I always you know wanted to do sport. So that was yeah. always, yeah, I, I I've never not wanted to do sport. And obviously, off the back of that, you know, a part of your recovery, <laughs> funny enough, was was cycling, wasn't it? And yeah. yeah. I think it didn't, um, I actually remember the day that you did your, I say British athletic, um, British cycling came down to whiz, didn't they, to Sport Wales to do um, like mm-hmm. a, a power watt output testing day, didn't they? And I, I remember you going and yeah, just tell us a little yeah. bit about that, about that day. <laughs> yeah, it's very, sur- well, yeah, it's a surreal day now, but I mean, I didn't know what was going on really, uh, and they just wanted to do like some peak performance test or peak power tests, and it was a it was like a a, a six second effort, a a minute effort, and a three minute and a twelve minute. Why they wanted to do a twelve minute effort with me, I have no idea. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I just remember finishing it, and he looked at me and he was like, "Right, well, it, it'll be the track for you." And I was like, yeah. right, well, like <laughs> oh, thank, "Thanks for that." I mean, I could, I could have saved you 12 minutes and told you that beforehand, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that uh, I'll never forget that. That was the worst thing I've ever done. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't think anything of it really, but then I remember him like, he, <laughs> John Linton is like, you won't mind me saying, but John Linton was his name, and he, I remember him saying to me, like, he's like, right, that was, that was okay, he said, but right, I want you to come back tomorrow. And I said, and he said, you're going to like, just give it every and he says he literally said I know you've got more but I want you to like give it everything and I was like oh, all right all right like so I did and yeah it was it was a lot better the second time um but that was it like I didn't really hear anything else after that really for for two months maybe three um and then I got a call then uh to go to Newport Hellerdrome and just like check out the uh just the dis- disability sport, what they what they have going um, down in Newport, really, and that was yeah, that was a big uh, that was a big moment going into Newport and stuff. And uh, I've never seen a velodrome before. Do you know what I mean like I, I didn't like obviously I watched it on the Olympics and the and the Paralympics, but never never been in one, and uh, certainly never been on the track before. So yeah. Wow. Okay. So how do you how did you find like, you know, 
all the stuff of athletics, all the heartache, all the highs and lows and, you know, the injuries and, you know, the, I guess, the heartbreak of, of London 2012 to then all of a sudden you're kind of like gone into this new world that you've never experienced before, like new surroundings, yeah. like the velodrome. Like, how was that transition? Yeah, um, it was good. Yeah, it was, it was, and it was, it was so different that it took my mind off it almost instantly. Because I've oh, said yeah. to you a lot of times that, like, I, 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 I don't miss athletics. I, I do. I miss like the um, like the training groups and like the friendships and stuff like that. But I don't actually miss the sort of competing because cycling is just so much different, um, sort of mentally. Uh, and of course, like on a, on a tandem, and, you know, talk about after. But it's the it's so much different that it. I don't know. It was very easy to to sort of um, transition. Do you know what I mean? Um, and so, so when I went to Newport, I was I was met with uh, Amy Hill. Uh, she was like my first pilot. Really, uh, she took me around the track, and oh yeah, we, it was it was so good. Like I mean, we we I think we hit like fifty miles an hour like on the first session. Do you know what I mean? And we I've never gone that fast on my own or you know together, um, especially not around a velodrome sort of thing. So yeah, no, I was it was this fantastic opportunity. It's awesome. And no, even from your like 100 and 200 meters you know it's very much a power-based sport isn't it so i guess they yeah. you know albeit different they kind of go hand in hand with the pure pure like acceleration power and, and speed for which is required for both sports isn't it yeah definitely and i will say uh so we me and keith tried a lot of things as well to get back to fitness and one of one of the, we even went down the line of the 400 meters like unfortunately I never actually got to to ever race a 400 but i mean that was at the back end of my training then for athletics and that that definitely helped the the, the kilo now in cycling which is like it's pretty much a 400 meter race but you know with a with a 100 meter start thrown in there as well wow <laughs> yeah that would that to be a lactic hell i think for for many people <laughs> including myself <laughs> awesome so no you definitely can see that you've had a bit of a journey through through paris for and you know i think it kind of sums up elite sport which is it's lots of highs and, and many lows and and I think yeah. you know you going to your first Paralympic Games is is kind of a, a triumph to you know all the hard work all the sacrifice all the heartache you've gone through was was worth it for moments like Rio yeah yeah definitely I mean I will say well obviously you know this but the the <laughs> certainly the build-up to Rio was was very different uh for me personally um so i'll just give you a quick a quick brief um i you know i was nowhere expecting to go to rio right i had no oh, sorry sorry right so, so rewind like a couple of months where i got the call from british cycling about christmas time um and they said to me like look we we, we would love you on on the squad if you consider it so you know absolute jaw drop moment and i was like right that's this is it this is it like i remember turning to my mum and dad they were in the kitchen at the time and i was like i got some good news and i got some bad news and I said like right, the British cycling want me to to come and train with them. Oh great, great, great! I was like, yeah, but it but it comes at a cost of moving to Manchester, and they I remember them both just saying like, you know, you have you have to do it. Like, ask my mum now, and she'd be like, oh, don't go, I don't want you to go. But like, she, <laughs> she even she she knows like that it was it was the only way to sort of like I guess you know start afresh and yeah. and really give it give it a go. Um, but yeah, no. Quick, sh- quick shout out to Sarah, lovely lady, by the way. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, she'll she'll absolutely love this podcast. 
Um, yeah, so that's kind of how I transitioned up to Manchester, really. So, a bit of a whirlwind, eh? Yeah, bit of a whirlwind. Yeah. What a journey, eh? Um, <laughs> I could, we kind of mention it kind of throughout with like uh, our cheesy puns and stuff, but um, you're obviously you're, you're visually impaired. Um, yeah. Can you just tell us a little bit about what is your what is your eye condition? Yeah, so it's called an achromatopsia. Uh, the easy way to describe it is um, I'm affected by bright lights, basically. So obviously the sun, snow, anything, anything really is is quite like sensitive to my eyes. Uh, I've also got my stagmas. Just like um, I also wear contact lenses, which are like heavily uh, prescriptions. Uh, I just wear dark glasses as well, pretty much all the time, <laughs> even in the rain, to some people's amazement. <laughs> When you're walking past and you go, you got your glasses on, mate? And it's like, yeah, well, I have to. So, uh, but they don't know they got, bi- or... they got built-in windscreen wipers, so they yeah. more fool them, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's basically uh, the easiest way. So yeah, light like, really affects my eyes. Um, so uh, yeah, I just try and like, I just like as much dark rooms as possible, really. And, and yeah, that's why, <laughs> that's why it. I might, might surprise you, but I don't have much of a tan because I'm not a fan of the uh, of the heavy sun. So yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I always when we went, um, you know, we've done a few uh, warm weather training camps together, and I was always, uh, I was also <laughs> well happy with my tan compared to yours. So it was, uh, <laughs> it's not hard, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always took the W on them once, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. No, that's 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 awesome. Thanks for sharing. Um, and no, all uh, obviously this podcast is going to come out on uh, International Friendship Day, which is uh, what a day, what a day, what a eh? Day. What a day, and so month, apparently, yeah, it's just a month in some. I think in the US they they celebrate it for a month, so yeah, lots of uh, friendships being uh, being celebrated. That's awesome. So you know, elite elite sport. You know, I'm sure you agree. So it's a, it's it's just it's a tough place sometimes, isn't it? Um, so how has, you know, the friendships you've created all over the many years you've been doing parasport, how has that helped you, uh, in your journey through, through parasport? Cause I, you know, I know, you know, obviously me and you are friends. I know you're friends with, um, you know, Richard Whitehead, MBE, Libby Clegg. Oh, yeah, yeah. MBE. Hey, Richie will love that as well. <laughs> and, you know, um, <laughs> even your pilots to, to Matt um, Rotherham and uh, Lewis Stewart, who is your current uh, pilot, actually. So how has them kind of connections, friendships you built up, how has that helped you through your sporting journey? Obviously, massively is the, is the easy answer. But I mean, yeah, no, I'm very, I'm very lucky to have like such great friends, like in and out of sport, really. Uh, but yeah, like, like I said before, with training with Keith, so I then met. Uh, I was grateful to meet like Libby Clegg and, and Richard White then in in that group, uh, and I'm still you know really good friends with them now. Um, so yeah, I mean, to be fair, like you know they're good friends because even after athletics, like we were still like speaking and stuff, and like you know I've had lots of congratulations messages and just throughout my journey of cycling but still speaking to like some of the athletics guys which is which is great really and vice versa i mean if they ever change sports like you know i would think twice to not to not stay in contact um so yeah that that was that was nice and and also uh the the transition into cycling then as well um so i met some great people in cycling uh because 
you know, obviously I knew nothing. Do you know I mean, like, I like to think now from doing it like five years now, I actually, well, I know some, <laughs> some stuff to what I did when I first, uh, first arrived on, on the team. But um, yeah, no, I've met some great people, uh, which I'm very, I'm very happy to, to say I have really. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think, you know, even, even maybe like when times are a bit challenging, like, you know, you, you have people around you who may have experienced you know similar things who can offer you advice and I think you know for, for me that's yeah. why I found beneficial even speaking to you even though you're in a different sport but you've been yeah. to the top you've been to a Paralympic game so I know I can reach out to you and and because you know yeah, elite cool. sports elite sport isn't it so you know like I know you will be able to offer me some true honest friendly advice and I think, you know, oh, yeah. that's why oh, I found 100% tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I know you will. I will say as well, um, it, it's, uh, sorry, um, it, it's, it's the friends sometimes outside of the sport as well, because like, obviously I, I'm, I'm lucky to have some good friends as well outside mm. of the sport. And I knew it when, when I didn't go to London and, and, and stuff, like it was nice to talk to them because they had like, mm a non-elite sport attitude if that makes sense like they're just a normal you know just it was nice to, to have that input as well um yeah and that and that, and that kind of like made things like oh you know it's all right it's, it's you know it's only what you've been working for for like ever but you know in terms of the grand scheme of things like it's 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 still fine i mean like this there's, there's, there's gonna be another paralympic games which you yeah. can hopefully go for and yeah so i will say that was that was also important as well even though i hate saying i have nice friends because you know <laughs> Well, yeah. hopefully be tuning in but no I think yeah. I think you're right and, and people outside the sporting bubble to kind of puts in perspective doesn't it like because at the end of the day like if you break it down to its, its simplest form like I run in a straight line blindfolded <laughs> and you yeah. pedal around an oval track like yeah. at the end of the day <laughs> <It's brilliant. laughs> so I yeah yeah, no, I, I think, you know, all aspects of, of friendships are so important just to, you know, just for keeping a, you know, a, a healthy, a healthy mindset and, and staying positive when, you know, life can get, well, I guess the demands of elite sport can get challenging, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to have that, like, reflection of, uh, of both sides, really. And, uh, yeah, when, when, awesome. when well, I, I, yeah, when you're at the highs or, or even the lows, like you said. Exactly, exactly. So let's talk a, bit, a little bit about um, Lewis Stewart, your, your, uh, your current pilot. So I guess that that relationship has to be pretty tight, doesn't it? Because uh, he is your eyes going, no, how, so. how, fa- how fast are you hitting these days in terms of miles per hour? Uh, well, miles per hour uh, would be about 55 to 60 miles per hour. Okay, there we are. So that's pretty fast. So, pretty so cool. yeah, so you must trust him a, bit, a little bit then. I've got no choice. Yeah, either that or uh, <laughs> either that or we don't go anywhere. Um, yeah, obviously, like uh, so, me and Lewis have kind of had a whirlwind of a time together. I'd say uh, we we got together um, at the end of twenty nineteen, really going into twenty twenty um, for the World Championships. Uh, kind of a uh, I don't know. It, it, we had we basically had the worlds in like two months' time, which was like a huge sort of task and. Uh, we ended up winning, uh, and we we won. Well, we come, we got silver in the kilo, and then we actually won the match sprint the next day, um, which I think was a big, big boost for us. And uh, I mean, we we get on well, and I think like that is still a big part of uh, of why well, we're going we're going really well today. Um, but yeah, 
That's great. So very, very exciting times ahead for uh, you and Lewis. Yeah, so definitely. how how's things looking? How's how's the preparation going? I, I know you may have a little exciting announcement for us at the end of the show, <laughs> but I'll hold off for that. Uh, how is how is how is uh, training going? It's going well, yeah. Um, I mean, like yeah, like I said. So I I think in the last like year and stuff now, properly training together, um, sort of because we so as, as a as a pair, we like we do gym and we do track together. Um, the only thing we do separately at the moment is I do like turbo sessions uh, and interval sessions. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's I I quite like you know having that interaction between us both and. Obviously, um, you know, when you're in a hotel together, like you, you spend a lot of time together. And uh, I know we've done our fair share of hotel uh, hotel stays and whatever. But <laughs> yeah, you get to you get to know people, um, and we are we are quite similar, which I think helps a lot. And both want the same thing, really, which is again, it's hard to it's hard to actually come by because obviously um, he's an elite athlete in his own right. Uh, aiming for the Olympic Games as well. So, you know, I, I can't um yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit different like because I think he's um I think I think the Pan Olympic Games for him would be like yeah, it'd be it, it would be an absolutely fantastic experience, do you know what I mean? So yeah, fingers crossed really. And I guess you know as you're saying, yeah, you're doing it you're doing it as a team, as a, as a friend, yeah. you know, as a friendship. And I think, you know, I guess is is like when we, when we've travelled, you know, it's you're sharing the experience with with a friend, uh, incredible experiences, which is which is fantastic. It's always good to experience stuff on your own, but it's also extremely good to experience it with a friend as well, isn't it? Or family, or whatever, you know. Exactly. That's just, that's, uh, that's exciting. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of trust involved. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, so you uh, you've got your head down, just just pedaling your massive quads away <laughs> on you. So, <laughs> oh, well, we've had our fair share of uh, of slips here and there, and I got I got to say, like he, well, we let t- touch where we've not crashed yet, and uh, we've had some pretty close calls over, <laughs> over this year and a half. Um, everyone touched everyone touched a piece of wood around them because yeah, that's <laughs> uh, that's not happening anytime soon. So yeah, yeah, yeah but Jimmy, and every time every time it actually happens, I'm I'm just like I'm, you know. I'm a bit of a pessimistic guy, but I mean, I gotta give it to him. Yeah, he's a he's a bloody good bike rider when it comes to it. <laughs> good, that's what we like to. You uh, gotta keep you safe. <laughs> gotta keep exactly. you safe. And if anyone, uh, you must have a video on your Instagram because if anyone has the opportunity to look to check out James's Instagram, just uh, just check out this guy's um, counter movement jumps. They call it or um, just basically <laughs> standing jumps. Uh, all your box jumps are pretty damn impressive so yeah, I, I think my box jumps are on there yeah so yeah check out james's box jumps and how high you can actually jump because uh i always just used to think he was just used to cheat and put like flubber in his shoes because that's what it looked like it was uh <laughs> it was it was incredible to, to you know to to be around you and you know watch you train and just kind of like understand of how good of an athlete you are and i think oh, oh, you know james. i know i know oh, i know it's, it's, it's so it's so nice to see now that you know your physical abilities are, are shining through in, in a sport that really suits you. And uh, obviously you've had tremendous success already with, you know, the world championships and multiple world yeah. championship medals and <laughs> Commonwealth games for the almighty Wales and, you know, what yeah. you will go on to do. And, and um, I mean, 
yeah, I obviously I've been lucky enough to be shared this news, but um, yeah, do you do you have any exciting news for for me and the the people listening? I do, I do. Uh, so yeah, I can uh, can confirm that uh, me and Lewis have now been selected for uh, Tokyo 2020. So yeah, it's very very exciting, and uh, yeah, I can't, I literally can't wait to go. Amazing! No, I'm absolutely. Mm-hmm. Over the moon, and that is yeah, so, 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 <laughs> exactly. I'm chuffed, I'm chuffed, and I know you're yeah, gonna, you're gonna go out there and absolutely, absolutely smash it. So, yeah, no, obviously, everyone on behalf of everyone at the podcast, Disability Sport Wales, Sport Wales, everyone in Wales, no, we, we're wishing you <laughs> all the luck, all the luck in the world, you and, and, and Lewis to, to, yeah, bring home some uh, nice, shiny, shiny mm-hmm. medals. Definitely. Well, I can say we're we're in. Yeah, we're, nothing's nothing's on the cards, obviously, until until the day. But yeah, we we are we're in we're in great shape at the moment. So just uh, just need to hang on for a bit now, and then hopefully after the holding camp, yeah, we'll be we'll be pinging and, and good to go. Amazing, amazing. What can what's your uh, social media handles, James? How can, how can everyone keep up to date with you and and Lewis and what you'll what you go to achieve in uh, in Japan? <laughs> Uh, so my Instagram is James underscore ball underscore 91 and that's the same for my Twitter and Facebook page as well awesome yeah everyone make sure you check out James keep up to date with what he's going to do in the Paralympic Games and yeah check out them uh, them training videos as well because they're uh, <laughs> they're very impressive and I think there's one I just remember one picture that always stands out for me is I know you do a few school talks don't you and I think yeah. don't they always ask you to jump as high as you can <laughs> oh yeah, every school, every school without a doubt. And for most of the time, I don't even. Re- I think they remember what I've talked about for like the last hour. They're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you can you jump then? Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, kids. Yeah, I, I, and, you know, you got it. You got to do it because yeah, they they do like it. <laughs> That's what they want. That's what people want, That's James. And you got to do it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. No, thank you so much for coming on the show, James. As I said uh, no, we wish it. you all the luck, and um, I'll speak to you soon, definitely. But we'll. Uh, We'll see you soon. You will. <laughs> awesome. no, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, James. Well, awesome episode. No, it's so I'm so grateful to have another Paralympian on the show and another special announcement that he's going to the 2021 Paralympic Games in Japan. Uh, we, on behalf of Disability Sport Wales, we we wish James all the luck uh, for Tokyo, and I'm sure he's going to smash it with his pilot Lewis. So yeah another episode done and i think we kind of showcased how important friendships are not just in sport but in everyday life as well so so thank you for joining me on the hashtag just ask podcast and i'll see you on the next one just ask governor just ask <laughs>